Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. State Rep. Aaron Crawford, do you just love the Bee Gees or do you love Cheesy Music Wednesday or which one is it? I just happen to love the Bee Gees. And, and, you know, I'll be competing for the Mirror Ball Trophy uh, weekend at the Kiss Theater. I'm doing a Dancing with the, Dancing with the Stars of Wilkes-Barre routine. And uh, just, just I felt like it was appropriate for this week. How much have you practiced for this dancing event? It, it has been about eight weeks of practice getting ready for it. So I'm ready to rock and roll. You got some tough or competition. Or disco, more importantly. You got tough competition in this, Aaron. I'm just telling you. I know that, but I'm ready to go. I'm telling you that much. Okay, and I'm glad. And this is all for the Kiss Theater, which is a wonderful group that does work with the kids in in northeastern Pennsylvania and certainly deserves the money. That event is a Saturday, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, well, just be careful between now and Saturday so nothing happens to you. (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Yesterday, when you weren't here, we had a small discussion about this question which will appear on the ballot in November for the voters and people are confused Aaron can you kind of give us some analysis of first of all how did that get on the ballot so it it passed two consecutive sessions of both the house and the senate it passed unanimously in the house it passed i think basically unanimously in the senate i think one or two senators might have voted against it but um, it passed both in two consecutive sessions in both chambers, and now is going on the ballot for voter referendum. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, the, the question itself and what mm-hmm. it means, because people are very confused about this, Aaron. No, I, I, I really do think people are very confused about it. And what it does is, so this provides the option for a 100% homestead, it's moving it from the option of what could be 50% now but is not funded up to 100%. So what this actually does is, um, for people who, as we discuss this property tax form, House Bill, Senate Bill 76, um, you know, that has a funding mechanism tied in. This does not have a funding mechanism. This is only to change the the Constitution of Pennsylvania to allow for a 100% homestead to be funded. So this is not this is not all property like House Bill, Senate Bill 76 is, which includes commercial and rental property. This is only for primary residential. And at, the moral of the story is I support this initiative. I think this needs to pass in order to keep property tax reform as a serious, viable discussion in Pennsylvania. I think there is a much bigger blow to the property tax movement if this doesn't pass. I don't think this is the ideal solution. I think House Bill, Senate Bill 76 is the better solution to what, and the more ideal solution, but this needs to pass. If this doesn't pass, I really think it kills property tax reform because if it fails, People throughout the state are going to say, look, people don't even want property tax reform. And instead of continuing to build the momentum that we've been building behind this bill, um, I really think it makes a a really negative blow to the movement. Okay. Now, who could be against 
this kind of, I mean, who comes out and says, you know what, this is a terrible idea uh, besides what a school board, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out in my own head, like who would say this is bad, bad, bad. Is this an unfunded uh, situation where they'll come forth and say, listen, if you do this, we don't have a way to fund this stuff if if you give well, this and, and that's ex- that's part of this discussion, right? So there's no funding mechanism tied to it. And I think the, the people who have uncertainty about it are some people that have, have been vocal or have been uh, opposed to it, but really there hasn't been any natural opposition to this. I haven't heard any major opposition to this other than the fact uh, of the matter that people don't understand it. And so um, I really think to, to a lot of degree that ha- this hasn't gotten a lot of the coverage that needs to be there, which is why you know I'm trying to amp up and talk with you and talk with others, and I appreciate the fact that that we're talking here today to let people know that you know this is only the first piece. This allows us to actually go and figure out a funding mechanism. What House Bill Seven Senate Bill seventy six is it's about a fourteen billion dollar issue. What this bill would do, make it is about an eight billion dollar issue. So as we've heard about the one percent increase in the sales tax and expanding the base with the increase in the personal income tax, this one now takes it to a, to close to half of what it was before. So if we're looking at trying to keep people in their homes, which I think is the overriding push of what this property tax reform movement is, we can, this can bring other people to the table because I've heard opposition to Senate, House Bill, Senate Bill 76 being, we shouldn't be eliminating property taxes for Walmart. For all those people that have been using that talking point, this would still be able to charge a property tax to them while uh, having the potential to eliminate property taxes for anybody that's in their primary residence, primary in their residence. home. Right. That would be the house where you live, not any rental properties that you own or whatnot. This is the place where you that, That's live. right. It wouldn't be. So if you had one home and, a, say, a vacation home, right, it, it would only be for your primary residence. It wouldn't be for your vacation home. It wouldn't be for your rental properties. It wouldn't be for commercial property. But I really believe where we're at right now, this can help bring more people to the table so that we can do something with property tax reform because the fact of the matter is we I think we are short on votes and that that's my honest assessment of where I think we're at in the house they might have the votes in the Senate I think we might be a few as of today a few votes short in the house we need this to pass to be able to continue this conversation and be able to come up with a true initiative that we can bring other people who have been opposing House Bill and Senate Bill 76 to the table, and by that I mean legislators, so that we can get them on board in voting for something like this. Are there lawmakers in Harrisburg right now who are not for this particular ballot question. Is anybody coming out and speaking against it, to your knowledge? I, I, haven't, I haven't heard anybody speaking against it. Like I said, it passed unanimously in the House two sessions in a row. In the Senate, I think that there was one or two. I have not heard anybody speak against this. Almost everybody I've heard has spoken in favor of this, is we need additional options if we're going to be able to address property taxes, because we, you know, we we continually get our hopes up about Senate Bill 76, and we obviously we have a lot of support in our area, and there's obviously some people who don't support in our area as well. But, you know, we need to be able to get over that hump of the magic numbers of 102, 26, and 1. 102 representatives voting for 26 senators and one governor. And uh, I think this helps us get to a place 
where something could potentially pass, get other people to the table, and begin a larger dialogue about property tax reform in general in Pennsylvania. Now, uh, we know, Aaron, from talking to you before and, and talking to other people, this issue is uh, a leading issue among constituents who live in our region. But is it true that in other regions they don't have the same desires that we have? They, they don't see the problems that we see? Is that right? That's absolutely true. I mean, the almost the entire western part of the state, this is a regional issue based on the funding formula for education that we've had in Pennsylvania since the early 90s. And this provision, um, which is called Hold Harmless, uh, continued to fund education regardless of the number of students there are today, but based on the student populations from the 90s. So in the booming areas around Pittsburgh at the time with the steel industry, their population has declined drastically, but are still being funded at the levels that they had before. So their property taxes aren't going up. They're still receiving a lot of money if you look at it at a per-student basis. But in our area, um, we've been, we have been one of the areas in almost there's if you were to start in northeastern Pennsylvania and draw a band going down um, from where where we are all the way down across to central Pennsylvania, south central Pennsylvania, we are the region that had, has been hurt by this old formula. And there's a lot of reasons without getting into too much of the, the specifics and details. But it has created this regional conflict of these areas that have relied disproportionately on property taxes, where other people in, in the western part of the state primarily who have never once heard a complaint about property taxes, not once. It's an issue that hasn't been brought to them by a single constituent. They're paying a few hundred dollars where we're paying thousands of dollars. All right. Now, we know that there's not a lot of activity anticipated on this issue for the rest of 2017. Is that right? I, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you there. The issue of uh, property tax in Senate Bill 76, we don't really think that this will be addressed in 2017, right? Well, it's certainly so. We, we just a budget yesterday. It's been sort of put on hold until the budget would be done. Okay. Um, it, it certainly won't be before um, before um, this ballot initiative on November. So this is this is really queued up to to be to happen before seventy six. And I think a lot of people who are supportive of seventy six want, and which is why there's now this whole discussion is you know wanted to wait to see if we were going to have an opportunity to vote on seventy six and make progress on it before this initiative came up in November. Now that it's almost definitive, and it is definitive that seventy six isn't going to come up before this November vote. I think there's people out there trying to talk about it, trying to talk about its benefits of why this needs to pass. Um, even though it's not ideal, it is in 76, but it, this does need to pass in order to keep the dialogue of property tax reform going. It not passing, I think, is a fatal blow to the movement. I'm just thinking it's going to pass. I don't know, Aaron, why any voter would say no, unless, again, they had to come up with a school budget that would be a member of a school board, or they were a municipal manager, and they would have to figure out uh, how to replace this. Do you? Do you? You don't see any reason why this won't pass, do you? No, and all it does is provide an option. It doesn't make anything mandatory. But I, I the only thing is, I, I'm concerned about people knowing what the initiative is. 
I mean, these, these ballot initiatives are always phrased with legalese to make sure that the lawyers still have jobs. Mm-hmm. And it's very confusing for the regular person to go in and try to understand what's going on. And uh, it, it definitely gets very confusing to a, a voter that hasn't has been maybe paying attention to certain races, but hasn't been paying attention to these initiatives. And we certainly heard about that with the last round of, of uh, initiatives that were on the ballot, that it gets confusing. And so hopefully people are, are doing their research and finding out exactly what, what this initiative is, what it does, what it doesn't do. And uh, hopefully it will pass in, no, in November. And I'm cautiously optimistic that it will. Because if it passes overwhelmingly, which I expect it to do, mm-hmm. it almost forces legislators in other areas that have been, a, have been neglecting this issue to now take this issue seriously and come to the table to work on a solution. All right. And I think that next year would be a great year for this to occur. I know a lot of people will be going in front of their constituents in person next year and asking for votes. And I know a lot of people have been uh, maybe reticent to support, but I think this does give the indicator that people want this issue to be discussed by lawmakers. And as as we know, if the, the House and the Senate can get this through, Governor Tom Wolf has said he will sign this, right? He has. I have not seen that. I could be mistaken I in that. I thought he but, had, but I maybe I maybe I am mistaken. I maybe we shouldn't talk um, about. It, I, I, I have not seen. I have not seen where he said that he would sign uh, seventy six if order to read his death. That is what I think a lot of people, especially in order to, for us to get some of the Democrats on board for this and in some of these regions that are affected. I think it's important for the governor to take a, a strong stance on this and where he would be. Um, because if we had the governor's support and active support for this type of initiative, it could really help us get steps across the finish line. However, the governor has not been very strong on talking about this issue, almost has purposely avoided it in a lot of ways. So it has been not at the forefront of the political dialogue um, in Harrisburg because of that. Someone wrote in they didn't think that any renter uh, would vote for this if they understand it because they know they'll be getting hit with some kind of tax increase. Well, so there would be obviously something to put out, but it's, it goes back to the same perspective when people say renters don't pay property taxes. Well, they do. They do through, the, through their, their rental fees. It's not a separate fee of what they're paying, but when they pay the rent, that's accumulated into what they would be paying to their, to their landlord. Over time, I mean, it's not going to happen overnight, but this is going to resolve itself in basic economics if, if, you know, if property taxes are start you know, for rental properties for this 100% homestead, obviously it wouldn't be coming off the rental properties, but maybe it helps encourage people to now buy homes and be able to start restructuring so that now the cost of rentals would be now competitive home ownership and a mortgage. But, I mean, these are issues of why, I mean, I'm almost arguing against myself to some degree because I'm a supporter of 76. I think 76 is the way to go. But there are there are ways that I think that this could be beneficial, I, and that could be one of the issues that helps lead to higher home ownership in our area and people deciding to buy their homes. Let's just move to the budget real quick because we know mm-hmm. that uh, it, it's passed, but the funding mechanism is all screwed up. And now there have been some suggestions about uh, possibly borrowing against the tobacco settlement and, and other things as well. What do you think about all this? 
So I, I voted in favor of the initiative last night of, of the ballot proposal or of the uh, of the budget proposal, and the, the reason being is obviously this has been a protracted, very long process. Um, there there has been the options of massive tax increases, talking about two billion dollars in tax increases, has been reduced to basically nothing. And the issue of us not having of having to backfill that one time revenue that has not come through because there wasn't enabling legislation passed on gaming that passed the House that the Senate never moved, created this massive backfill that we owed. And to raise people's taxes by $2 billion when we owe this money one time, uh, it just doesn't seem responsible. Uh, I mean, I'm no fan of borrowing either, but if the option is to to borrow against a one-time revenue that we have to pay back, and we can do it in a responsible ma- manner. You know, and that, that was the whole discussion. This has been things other states have done. Some have done it effectively. Some have not done it effectively. We certainly looked at the way states have done it so that the, the stream that continues to come in pays off the loan, and, and that's obviously what we're trying to do so that we can backfill this, not burden the, the taxpayers with additional burdens, but make sure that we're doing this responsibly to pay this one-time uh, feed down so that we're not increasing taxes on the taxpayers. Uh, when might this be a done deal? If do you think it'll? So be we soon? just passed it last night, yeah. about ten o'clock last night. It's over in the Senate. We heard that the Senate might be moving on it today. We might be doing some of the code bills, but um, you know we'll be working on that today. And as soon as I have an update, I will let you know. All right, uh, stay rep, Aaron Coffer. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for straightening this out for us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Sue. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 